Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We are focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. FRESH is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna, a technology for the modern employer, enabling flexibility and choice that meets employees where they are as their needs evolve. Bottom line, we create alignment between work and life to attract, engage, and retain top talent in today's competitive market. Our episode today is a look at all the buzz around the four-day work week. In the U.S., the news is all aflutter with about 38 companies that have stepped forward to pilot a four-day work week supported by the nonprofit organization called Four-Day Week Global. So what does this mean and why is it a fresh take? Most companies for this pilot, I think it's a six-month pilot and it started on April 1st of 2022, most companies will reduce their work week to 32 hours over four days rather than maintaining the 40-hour five-day week or 40 hours within four days, which we often refer to as a compressed work week. So 32 hours, cutting eight hours out of the week. The nonprofit four-day week global calls this the 180-100 model. So workers receive 100% of their pay for 80% of the time and maintain 100% of productivity. This sounds really great, especially from an employee's perspective. And from an employer's standpoint, I think it's probably scary, but also perhaps exciting. But I think what it really does is it forces engagement, planning, boundary setting, and working smarter in general. Unsurprisingly, the majority of of workers say that they want a four-day work week. According to a Qualtrics survey from January of 2022, 92% of people support a four-day work week and say it would improve their mental health and productivity. That's a lot of people, 92%. So I started thinking about all of this. Of course, in the work that I do, it's exciting and I'm energized by the prospect, but I wanted to kind of look back a bit before we try to flash forward. and. I've been reflecting on the five-day work week. So where did that come from and when did it get started? So I went to my dear friend, Wikipedia, and got some good information I'm going to share with all of you. In 1908, the first five-day work week in the United States was instituted by a New England cotton mill so that Jewish workers did not have to work on the Sabbath from sundown Friday to sundown on Saturday. Then, in 1926, Henry Ford began shutting down his automotive factories for all of Saturday and Sunday. So that's our our normal standard weekend these days. And then in 1929, the Amalgamated Clothing Workers of America Union was the first union to demand and receive a five-day work week. 
The rest of the U.S. slowly followed. But get this, it was not until 1940 when a provision of the 1938 Fair Labor Standards Act mandated a maximum 40-hour work week, and the two-day weekend was then adopted nationwide. So in 1940, we transitioned from, nationally in the U.S., transitioned from a six-day work week to a five-day work week. Then, of course, there was progress over the decades from 1940s to 1960s, and increasing number of countries followed suit to that Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday weekend to try to harmonize across international markets. So now when we think about it, we if we're if we start the the journey shifting to the four-day work week, I would surmise something similar would likely happen where we start to harmonize across different global markets. And this data point is exactly a reason, you know, it within the Luna technology, we offer the opportunity for our customers, companies, or managers inside companies to offer a compressed work week, like four 10-hour days or um, four nines and one half. It's really popular with employees. But the pushback from employers is always, well, if everyone did it, we could do it. But when others aren't doing it or when our clients are still working on those days that we might not be there, that could be a challenge. And so this, there's, there's really this mentality that it's Everybody needs to follow along. So it'll be really fascinating to look at this as the four-day work week hopefully gains in popularity. So I also wanted to look back on just like technology in general. So where were we roughly, let's call it, you know, for going back to 1926-ish when Henry Ford implemented his Saturday and Sunday weekend. Around that time, the most interesting stats I found were 1917. So bear with me. We're generally in the vicinity, but it took five days to get from London to New York. And it took three and a half months in 1917 to travel from London to Australia. And so today, think about how technology has changed to be able to make that so much faster. In 1917, only 8% of homes had a landline telephone. (laughs) I wonder if the number is actually the same now because no one has a landline and we've all got handheld cell phones that that are basically supercomputers. In 1917, the major tech invention was the toggle light switch. You heard it here first, folks, the toggle light switch. Today, there are so many things that we are advancing from a technology standpoint. Think about all the science breakthroughs, the the medicines, the opportunity to treat people for conditions to extend their lives, the artificial intelligence, the efficiency and effectiveness that technology has contributed to our day-to-day and how it makes us so much faster at basically everything I also liked this fact. So radios were the main source of entertainment back in 1917, and television was not invented until September of 1927. So right around that time, that weekends uh, were instituted at Henry Ford's automotive factories, we also got our first televisions. Why am I reflecting on all of this? I, I think it's just 
really interesting to think about how this pace of innovation and technology, almost dizzying, has contributed to such a rapid, fast-paced, efficiency-driven, productivity-driven mindset in the workplace that has us feeling like we need to always be on. So it's it's interesting because like we're always holding our phones, we're always connected, and yet we're also seeing this desire to shift, not you know, not to stay at forty hours or the forty plus hours that we're actually working, but to shift back to thirty two and start to have more of that, quote unquote, balance. Another really interesting fact here is that the International Labor Organization currently defines a work week exceeding 48 hours as excessive. And yet a 2007 study by the same organization found that 614.2 million people around the world were working excessive hours. That does not even surprise me a little bit. So people are clearly working more than the 40 hours that were put in place as the standard work week. Yet the question becomes like, why? And is it because of all this technology or is it because of the way that jobs are shaped or, or something else altogether? Uh, it's not at all surprising that that many people are working excessive hours. And clearly the problem of what should the work week look like is prevalent and something that we, we all should be reflecting about. So I also wanted to dig into what a four-day work week might look like outside of the corporate environment. And I caught up with restaurateur Christine Condra. Christine and her husband Nick own a fine dining restaurant called Cornerstone right in my town in Pennsylvania. And they made the decision, or as I like to call it, a fresh take to move to four days of service at their restaurant. Again, sort of a similar timeline to the last hundred years. Really, they went from six to five and then to four. So here's what Christine had to say about making the decision to put the four-day week into place. If you told me that we'd have this conversation sitting in April of 2022, probably you know a couple of years ago, I'd say there's no way that we would have gone to a four-day work week. We did start out as six days. We were closed one day on Mondays when we first opened in 2015, almost seven years ago, and then moved to two days. And that was in 2019. And that was incredibly intentional of why we did that and realized we were busy, but we were only open for brunch. And did it really make sense for us to be open? And what that started to do for us, we thought that our employees would be upset that they didn't have those hours. And when we made the announcement, you would have thought that we gave our every employee $10,000 a piece. For us in this business, and you know, there's a lot of other industries that I think can also attest to this, is we don't really have what people think of normal weekends. So most of us in this business, as I think Bourdain said, there's always a brunch cook somewhere. It's something that nobody really wants to work brunch intentionally a lot, but everybody wants to enjoy brunch. I think that for us to give those that one shift up, people then realize that they could go out and have brunch with friends and family. That completely outweighed anything that they were making. Just the quality of life. Could they go away after service at, you know, at midnight and drive to down on the 
South Shore of Jersey or wherever they were going. Um, it meant we could leave. It meant a lot of other things that, you know, you could have two solid days off. And that really doesn't exist in our business. And that was just something that started to separate us from some other, made us become a little bit more competitive. What I love is how Christine acknowledged that this isn't done without planning, intention, expectation settings. But when done with all of those things, it will benefit everyone involved, the customers, employees, and the business owners themselves. Here's some more from Christine sharing a bit about that. I think probably have intention, just don't do it to do it because you feel as though you need to go that way or that there's intention with what you're doing and to have a plan. How are you going to combat those days of being closed? And after spending myself spending 10 years in corporate and traveling all over the world and working in New York, Boston, London, if you told me I I had a four-day work week, that would be life-changing. At the end of the day, burnout is real. And perhaps our technology access is contributing to the too fast pace and overloaded everything. The health benefits of intentionally disconnecting and recharging Well, I'm excited to see that data for the 38 companies participating in this six-month pilot for the four-day work week. The model shouts freedom to me, really thinking about how we can be more free in our lives, but also resourcefulness, 100% productivity in 80% of the time. I love it. How do we work so much smarter, take those eight hours a week and cut them out of work, but be just as productive? And I'd also suggest happiness for the 92% of people who really want this to happen. As a tech founder intent on creating a world where work is designed for life, I love that we are exploring new possibilities to help people be better, feel better, live better, work better. I don't think the four-day work week is the answer to all of our challenges or everyone's challenges, but I certainly do think it's a step in the right direction. Where innovation has transformed the world at such a pace, it's nice that we also look at other norms and constructs and the way we've always done things to also assess whether they still serve us, even if they were once innovative 100 years ago. And for all other ideas about how to personalize the employee experience, you all know Luna's here for you. Just kidding. Uh, Well... No, seriously, it's true. We're here for you. Okay, that's all I have. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to stay fresh.